There are two kinds of people in this world. The people who fail to do what they know they should, and those who keep doing things they know they shouldn't. Guess what? You're both. Hi, I'm your host, life and business coach, Marcy Barker, aka your loving kick in the pants. In this podcast, I'll teach you the six steps of my accountability code that will help you wake up with clarity and show up with aligned action steps that make follow through easy and peaceful. All right, let's jump in. Hello, my beautiful people. I am here with Elle Pace, and I want to say my favorite client, but she's listened to all of my podcast episodes, and I probably say that a lot, but welcome, Elle, to the show. I am so glad that you're going to be here. Will you tell us a little bit about yourself? Hi. So uh, my name is Elle, and um grew up in Southern Utah. Um, my parents are up from up here in Ogden, but we moved down to Southern Utah when I was 12. I have, um, I have a wonderful family. I'm married and next week we celebrate our nine year anniversary. So yay. I brought two children into our marriage and he brought five. And so all together we have a blended family of seven children. And so we're just busy. Our youngest one that lives at home was almost 18. So we have all mostly older children that live at home or nearby. And so we're just living the teenage parent life. We're not teenage parents, but we're parenting teenagers. <laughs> so yeah. it's a lot of fun, but we're really blessed and have really great kids. So I can't ask for anything better. I don't think that I knew that about you. Seven children total blended because yeah. you guys, we are recording this on Zoom, but if you're listening to it, L does not look old like <laughs> at all. Like you don't even look older than me, but how do you keep your skin so nice? I don't, I really don't know. Like I haven't ever really done like a, a skin regimen other than just washing it with a good skincare. Like I don't spend lots of money. It's just Walmart, you know, Olay skincare. <laughs> so I'm not, not a wrinkle in sight. Well, oh, you're, you're awesome. Cause my oldest just turned 20. My biological oldest just turned 20. My biological youngest will be 18 in July. So I mean, I don't feel like I'm old enough to have a 20 year old. I don't feel like I'm old enough to have an 18 year old, but I do. And I wasn't super young when I had him. I was 23 when I had my oldest. So, you know, that puts my age out there, but I don't care. I think age is just a number. And so. <laughs> same, same. Okay. So we need to talk about how we met because I feel like it sets the stage for kind of how your life works. Your life <laughs> is like, I needed this person and they came and I needed this experience and it came and I was thinking about this and then there it was. <laughs> and so, yeah. I think we got you tell me if I'm right or wrong. I was okay. having paint night with Felicia at my house back in October, November. We painted a pumpkin. That's how I remember that. And <laughs> you found the event on Facebook. Yes. Yep. Okay. And then I think I messaged everybody trying to collect money and then you decided to show up. And I was so glad because through social media, I was like, oh, she's a massage therapist. And I just have this thing about collecting massage therapists because I need them in my life. <laughs> Everybody needs massage therapists in their lives. <laughs> so if you don't have one, find one. Me. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> no, really though. I mean, that's a beautiful thing is like they're, they're needed for everybody and they're limited to location. So if you guys are in Ogden, totally go to L. And if you're not in the Ogden area, then come to one of my retreats where she is going to be. So yes. you, you came to the girls night and 
tell everybody your thought process around that whole thing of like deciding to get <laughs> on the internet. So I am really closed off with my trust circle and I just don't allow a lot of people inside of it. And it takes me a while to get to know new contacts. And so opening up my own business, I just opened my doors on my Ogden location, my very own business, my very own first time business owner in my forties. Um, I knew when I opened my doors, October 15th, that I needed to network and that I needed to connect with like-minded women that could help me branch out and help refer people and get to know other individuals. And so I was like, okay, I just need to start getting to be a part of these networking groups. So I went on Facebook. I found a whole bunch of like networking groups in Utah and just requested to join those groups, started introducing myself. And it was in one of those groups that I saw your post about paint night. And I'm like, oh, she's in North Ogden. I live up here near North Ogden. I'm going to go ahead and why not go to this paint night? So I went ahead and signed up for it, paid the fee. And then after I did that, I like totally went into panic mode and was like, what am I doing? I don't know anybody at this event. I don't know anybody in this area other than my close little knit circle of people that I have. And so I'm like, what am I doing? I just wavered back and forth on it. Cause it was like two weeks before the paint night that I signed up for it. And so as it got closer and closer, I kept trying in my head to come up with every excuse in the book as to why I wasn't going to do this and why I couldn't show up and why I couldn't be there. And the day came when it was finally time for the paint night. And I literally sat there in my living room and I was like, I'm not going. And my husband said, yes, you are. You're going to go. You're going to have a great time. He's super supportive. And so he was like, you just need to go and you just need to have a great time. You're going to meet people. The whole reason why you're doing this is to network, to meet other people. He's like, you just need to go and have a good time. I'm like, I'm not going. He's like, yes, you are. Here's your keys. Bye. Have a good time. So I walked out the door. I drove off. I, you know, searched the address. I literally pulled up in front of your house and parked across the street. And I'm sitting there in my car and your, <laughs> your husband and your daughters were outside riding bikes or hanging out. I think they had found a cat or something. And so they were all anxious about that and excited about that. But he was sitting out there kind of like hanging out on a bike with a couple of your daughters. And I'm just like watching. And he's like, he probably thinks I'm some creeper <laughs> like just watching this family play. And so I went to go get out of my car and I was like, no, I'm going to get back in. But as soon as I opened the door, he's like, hey, if you're here for Marcy's thing, you can just go on inside. And I was like, Okay. And then I was caught and I was like, okay, now I have to, because now I just look like a fool. So I went in and that's when I met you. And I literally didn't know a soul there. Didn't know you didn't know anybody else. But from that paint night, I have met so many incredible women. I met, you know, Aubrey and Vicky and you. And then I met Felicia. Of course, she's blessed my life immensely. She's amazing. She's so calming and soothing. Hey listeners, the message of waking up and showing up is yours for the taking. In fact, it's free. I've recorded my entire audiobook and I'd love for you to consume it between episodes. Head to marcybarker.com to get instant access to the accountability code wake up and show up. All right, let's jump back in. Anyway, it was really, really good. And that was kind of my first foot in the door with networking and getting out of my comfort zone. And the more that I do it, like I still get anxious, but the more that I do it, the more that I realize like this is a good thing. But that's the first night when I met you, I was like, okay, I absolutely need her in my life. And I absolutely need her presence and her influence and just, you know, your words of guidance. And 
that's when I knew I was sold. So. Um, thank you. That's one thing I've learned about myself is that, I mean, you know me, I can be a ham or an attention hog. And at the paint night, I didn't even want to paint. I, I'm not a big creative person, but I was like, so my daughter's like, why did you host a paint night if you don't even want to paint? And I was like, I'm not sure. But now I understand why, because I just needed to bring people together. And I wish that my relationship with other people could be closer to what you and I had, because you weren't my client like right away. I just was like, I need you in my life. And if I can provide opportunities, like if I know who you are, I have a big mouth, I can share you. So, you know, we did some other networking stuff. And here's another thing that I liked is that you told me, like, I just need to get out there and meet people. And I was like, come to my business group, come and do this. Bring this lady bosses of Utah group. And um, I wish, I, I don't know, I guess I don't say I wish. I just think that you have a drive for doing things that bring those things into your life because a lot of people wish for it or they just think about it. But there's a lot of power in saying, Hey, this is what I'm looking for. Hey, thank you for your guidance. Hey, this is what I'm working through. Any insight? And uh, so thanks for making me feel important too, because I, what I did for you, I do for a lot of people, but not everybody takes it seriously or they don't, they don't match up the opportunity with action to make it happen. So I love that. I love that. Okay. So you have you had a resistance after you had like made a plan and you're like, I'm going to go. And in our coaching, we've talked about resistance. And I think it'd be really cool if you shared on the podcast, what you shared with me yesterday. And then we can dive into it a little bit more for reference for listeners. L. So we met, oh, oh my, October, November, you came to some networking groups with me. And then I brought you on at my retreat for massages and then you joined my mastermind and then it's like we're just picking up we're just getting a lot of crap done so this message that Elle is about to share with you I I checked my messages yesterday morning and I was like a six and a half minute voice message I didn't even know messenger could do that but it was such a good experience to talk about so so tell the story and then I want to know your take on resistance like why why you think that's a thing or what you would recommend to other people or just like let's just dive into understanding and working through resistance (laughs) okay okay so um I rent an office space that has several other different office spaces that you can rent out individually and it's it's right here historic 25th street in Ogden it's beautiful space I put like my whole heart and soul into my office and I really put a lot of intention into my office. When I first moved in, there were a couple of businesses in here. And then after like a couple of months, they moved out. And so for a while, I've been like the like the one man show here. <laughs> and so, you know, it's just been me in this office building. And then um, a couple months ago, like two months ago, um, the landlord let me know that there was a business that was renting, that was going to rent out the four business offices in the basement on the basement level and rent out that whole level basically. And so, um, through that, I was like, okay, not a big deal. That's exciting. We'll get new people. You know, I'm always excited about that kind of stuff, but then like maybe about a month ago, I saw this car cause we have a parking, like a parking area and it's gated off so that just people at union station can't park there or people that are shopping on 25th can't park there is specifically for the businesses. And so there was, uh, 
there was a car that was parked back there that I've never seen before. Cause usually I'm familiar with like the cars that park back there. And it was a specific car. Every time I see this model of car, every time I see a person with this model of car, I'm not going to say what model car it is, but anytime I see the specific model, I'm always like, Oh my gosh, like, are you kidding me? These are like, these are like those people. And so I just get, I just have like this mindset about them and I don't know why I don't know where it came from. I don't know where that mentality came from. And so when I saw this car parked back there, I was like, are you kidding me? Like they can just park at the union station, you know? <laughs> so I was a little irritated that they were parked back there, but I'm like, Hey, it's not my deal. Like it's the landlord's here. He'll, he'll talk to him about it. And then I saw a guy walking on the sidewalk and then coming around the gate and going to the car. And I was like, what? He must've been over at the union station and just didn't want to park his car over there. And so, um, so then I was just a little frustrated and annoyed. Well, then like a week later, I get back to my office and I see this car parked there again. But then when I walk in the office, there's people sitting downstairs in the offices that are being rented out. And I was like, oh, he must be one of the people who own that. And I'm like, well, that's great. This is going to be a great business relationship, you know, because this is the type of person he is without even knowing him. And I'm, I'm ashamed to admit it. But, you know, that's that's the mentality I had. I was like, whatever. So you know, like two weeks go by, I come back to my office. Um, this week I came back to my office. It was on, I believe it was on Tuesday and uh, I get back to my office and they're all moved in and I walk in and I had to go into the main kitchen area, which is on their level. And so I was filling something up and he comes in he's like, Hey, how are you? I was like, I'm good. And he's like, you're welcome to have some pizza and salad that I got for me and my employees if you'd like. And I was like, Oh, that was really nice. And I was like, no, thank you. I'm good. You know, just a type of a thing. But I, I told him, thank you. I introduced myself and he told me who he was and and then he goes, what do you do here? And I said, and he introduced me to his three employees. So it's him and three of his employees. And I told him, I said, oh, I'm a massage therapist. I'm just up there on that second level. And he goes, you are? And I said, yeah. And he goes, I need, I need to collaborate with you. He's like, I'd really like to set something up to do weekly appointments for myself. And then, you know, maybe do something for my, help my employees, you know? And I was like, oh, okay, that would be great. Yeah, let's talk, let's collaborate. And so it was a really nice interaction. And like the rest of the day, it was really pleasant and everything. Like, he's just a super nice guy. And I just, so after that, I was like, well, why do I have so much resistance? Like, where did that resistance come from where I was just like rejecting this and thinking that this was not going to be a good, like a good business relationship or a good, you know, collaboration or anything. And so from this, I am going to get like a really good relationship, a really good working relationship. And I'm sure it could be a really good personal relationship too. And so, um, you know, I messaged Marcy and I was like, I really want to work on this because I noticed that I do get resistance a lot when it comes to change, when things are like changing or when things like just seem out of the ordinary, then I resist it. And I put up a personal wall and I, I just have a lot of resistance. And so I just want to really work on that. But then as you were talking and I was sharing my story about how we met, I'm like, oh my gosh, like I always run off of resistance. What is this? Because <laughs> like, I do, I do, I do fight with resistance a lot. And so it's something that I am mindful and aware of and definitely something that, you know, over the last few months, especially I've been working hard on changing old habits and getting out of old patterns. Mm -hmm. um, and so I want to get out of my comfort zone and challenge resistance and just say, no, like we're not doing this anymore type of a thing. So, so yeah, it was a really beautiful story for me to be able to have that awareness and to message you and say, Hey, like I, 
and to humble myself. Like humility is huge, especially when you're a business owner, when you're a parent, when, you know, just in any relationship, being able to humble yourself and recognize your faults and say, Hey, I messed up. And it's like, I'm not the most perfect person at this. It, it helps you in the long run, but it also helps you, you know, to build your relationships. And so for me to be able to humble myself and reach out to you and say, okay, this has really bothered me. I don't know where this is coming from, but I recognize that this is something that I do want to work on and that I do want to fix. I think that was a huge thing for me to do. So yeah, I love that too, because from what I have seen and from what I know of you, resistance doesn't stop you. Like you're like, cool. It's water under the bridge now, (laughs) but The coolest part about it is your awareness of saying, oh, this is coming up for me. And now I get to choose how I do it. Because um, when I was listening to the voice message, you know, Aubrey had walked in and I paused it and I was like, I'm going to tell Elle that I drive that car. I'm going to tell her that that's the (laughs) car I drive too. So because I had a client one time that was just, you know, I, I made a post years ago about the back of my legs and I have cellulite on the back of my legs. And I forget this because I don't ever look at the back of my legs, but every time I would make a video of me in the gym, I would set my camera down. I would record and I would walk away so that I would, I I would see the back of my legs. And one of my clients messaged me and she was just like, she's like, that post you made was so powerful. Thank you. It helped me update my mindset. And I was like, why is my cellulite better than yours? Like, why am I cool with cellulite? But you find a reason to not be cool about it. And um, so I was like, I'm going to do the same thing to Elle and be like, well, I drive that car. What do you think about me? Because you love me and it doesn't even matter. And so anyway, uh, I did have to resist the urge to ask, like, what kind of car was it? Was it a minivan? Was it a Tesla? Was it like a, a low rider with some old English on the back of it? Like, it's just kind of funny. But so with the with the response that I gave you, what would you what was your biggest takeaway from that? Cause I tried to get a six minute message in back to you. And I was like, I can't, I'm even for me, <laughs> I can't, but I did. Yeah. I put, I sent a voice message back. What would you say was uh, something that stood out to you from that? Um, just, you know, just being open to approaching them about it and just, you know, like it kind of in the moment, um, I was actually at my mom's house listening to it because I go down to her house and I, I clean once a week. I help her clean her house once a week. And then, um, so anyway, so I was sitting there as I was waiting for like floors to dry to put furniture back or whatever. I was sitting there and I was like, oh, Marcy responded. I'm going to listen to it. And so I'm listening to it and she's just chuckling in the background. I was like, what are you laughing about? And she's like, her message is so true. And I was just like, it is so true. But, you know, just, I think the biggest takeaway I learned is like, approaching him and thanking him for giving me the opportunity and changing my mindset on, on that. And, you know, like I did see another one of those cars on my way to my office this morning. And I was just like, I had a little bit of that feeling that came up, but I was like, no, I'm not going to think that way anymore. And so it's made me more aware of my mindset and my mentality towards that specific vehicle and the people who drive those vehicles. And so you know, when I get the opportunity, I haven't seen him yet, but when I get the opportunity and when it arises, I do want to thank him and just say, you know, thank you for just being who you are and just being a good human being on this planet. That's one thing that I do really try to teach my children is 
love anybody regardless. And so it was frustrating to me that here I am having this mindset of this specific vehicle driver and their mentality when I don't even know them, but yeah, I'm telling my children all the time, it doesn't matter who a person is, what their religion, race, background, ethnicity, sexual preference, whatever, love, everybody deserves to be loved and accepted and respected. And so I'm like, I really need to take that lesson off you know, and take it into my own world. And so when you said that the other day in your voice message back to me, thank him, thank him for changing my mindset and my mentality on that. Like it did give me anxiety, but at the same time, like I know that that's something that's just going to help my humility even more because I have to now humble myself and say, Hey, like I, I had this certain perception of you before I even knew you. And I'm really sorry about that. Um, even though he didn't know and he doesn't know that that's the mindset I had about him. Like, I feel like it'll just help me grow even more when I'm able to get down to that level and say, Hey, like, I'm really sorry, but thank you for being the human that you are and, you know, accepting me and approaching me. So, and that is when you tell him, he'll probably chuckle. He'll probably be like, Oh, like, of course I'm going to be nice. Like, you know, because there's people who have told me like, I didn't like you when I first met you. And I'm like, that's okay. I, I, I like you. And, um, I think the message I was trying to get across in my voice message was like how blessed you are to have this mindset change and have it bring you a solid, uh, roommate, if you will, you know, somebody in the building that you can depend on. It also brought you business. It also brought you, you know, free food, whatever, but it's yeah. like, you didn't, you didn't have to get through that resistance by him being a crappy person. It's like, no, he was brought into your life and there's so many benefits from this experience. And so it was just really cool to, to, to know that you are aware of what you need to work on because I don't, I don't need to work on these things for you. You need to work on it. And that's the cool part about it. Cause if I was like, no, L, you have no resistance. Your life, everything comes into your life. It's like, that is not, that wouldn't have solved the problem at all. No. So that's what I loved the most is like accountability is about you doing you. And this whole experience was like, not L is doing a fantastic job and you're conquering those things that might challenge you. So that was really, really cool. But I'm sure somebody will be like, well, what was the car? I just, we don't need to know, but it's just kind of funny. And I, I love the whole experience. So when it comes to resistance, were there times in your life that you did let that resistance stop you? Oh yeah. I've, I've had quite some life experiences, you know, from the time I left home until gosh, until I met my, my current husband. And then he's the one who really encouraged me to, um, like I had never gone to therapy or I had never worked on myself. And he's the one who encouraged me to, to go to therapy. And then through therapy, it, it was four years of therapy and it was intense. It wasn't just like, Oh, let's just go and talk about like this week's frustrations. It was, diving into some of those hardships that I've had and really, really digging into some deep seated trauma. Um, 
And through that, like I had resistance all the way up through therapy and even going through therapy. And then even after therapy, like obviously that resistance still stayed, but yeah, I let resistance lead my life for so long. Um, Mm. and it's sad. It's sad that I did that, but at the same time, I'm not going to look back on my past and be like, Oh, I wish I would have done this differently. Or I wish I would have done that differently because you can't change the past. What you can do is you can live in the moment and you can focus on today and you can make tomorrow better by your actions that you choose today. And so I'm choosing now to no longer, you know, live off of resistance or let resistance make my choices for me. Like I did in the past, but yeah, there there's been so many times in my life where I let resistance lead my way. Yeah. I love that. So for listeners, I mean, we could talk about this all day long, but I just want to give listeners a couple points of interest, I guess, because I want people to reach out to you and I want people to just have you in their lives. But Elle has goals to be a speaker about surviving domestic violence. Elle has also personally released over a hundred pounds, right? Uh, yeah. So, well, 200, I used to weigh, I used to weigh 399 and I can share my before and afters with you. So you can post them if you want, but I used to weigh close to 399. And then, um, in 2018, I ended up getting weight loss surgery. And with that came lots of work with still working out and exercising and being mindful of my eating habits. Um, and I'm now currently at 169. And so, yeah, so I released, I released a lot of weight, 200 pounds, 200 plus 230 Um, almost. So I don't want to give a number. I was like, I'm going to get it wrong, but that that's (laughs) crazy. Elle also does energy work within her massages. So there's a lot of points to Elle that we, we can't even touch on yet, but there's so much good stuff (laughs) in there. Um, but I would like you to touch on the point that you make a lot in social media that working on yourself is not selfish. And I guess for my own entertainment, like what was the transition like from an abusive relationship to finding your husband now who, who seems like it was day and night, like a man who took control of you. And then a man who was like, no, you, you're amazing. Take care of yourself. What was that transition like? Um, so like, I just never felt like in my, in my first marriage, I never felt like I had a voice for myself and being quiet and not saying anything and just doing what was asked of me was the safe route to go. Right. It was, it was the safe thing to do because if I opposed anything that was wanted or said or done, then there were consequences for those actions. And so I learned to just be a mute and to just be quiet and not say anything. Um, and so when I met my husband, um, like we actually went to middle school and high school together, had a huge crush on him from the seventh grade. Uh-huh. And then we got reconnected when we went through our previous divorces at the same time. And so we were just friends through that process. And he was there. He was an ear to listen to. He was the first person that was like, I'm here for you. And I just felt in immediately safe with him, like immediately, even though we were just chatting through messenger and through text messages, because he lived in Nebraska at the time. Um, he just felt safe. He was the first thing in my life. Um, the first adult in my life that, that felt safe and that I felt like I could really 
talk to. And so for the first time ever, I opened up to him about, I didn't give him details of like anything that I experienced, but I opened up to him about my five years that I went through of, of sheer hell and how, you know, it was just really hard on me. And so the more we started talking and then when we started dating, um, like there was when we were dating, there was one time I wanted to go get my nails done. And, and I was like, Oh, but I, I can't like, that's just not okay. He's like, why, why is it not okay for you to do something for you that makes you feel good? You deserve that. And so he used to have to tell me that. And there's still a lot of times because I am still a huge people pleaser. I'm working on that to where, yes, I understand that I can still please people, but I still have I have a right to say no, if that's too much for me to handle, or if I don't have time in my schedule, like it's okay to say no, and they're not going to hate me for it. And so that's always been my big concern is like, I'm going to say no to somebody, or I'm going to say, no, I can't work on me. And somebody's going to miss out because I'm not working on them, you know? And so he, to this day, he still encourages me, no, go do this. It's for you. Like, it'll help you. You deserve this. And so going from someone who would be like, nope, you can't do that because I need to do the ABCDFG to someone who's like, you absolutely deserve to do this. It's been a night and day difference. Cause like, I can feel like I can breathe almost. It's weird. Cause it's, you know, I just didn't feel like, I felt like such a huge weight was on my chest before. And then being in this it's relationship, okay to breathe. it's okay to breathe. Yeah. You need to breathe. You need <laughs> oxygen to survive. And if you're not breathing, you don't have oxygen. And so it's like, and I know from a lot of different clients I've worked with that sometimes people believe it's not okay. It's not okay to be, to take up space, to take up air, to take up whatever. And it's like, yeah, I'm glad that you are such a promoter of like, not take care of yourself. Cause I've been there and it was hell and never again. And I don't want you to go through that either. That's, that's really, really beautiful. Well, thank you. And then it's, it's kind of, I I'm not, I don't like analogies, but I'm going to use one right now, <laughs> but it's like the, you know, the airplane analogy where they uh-huh. tell you, you put your oxygen mask on first and then you help elderly or children or those who need help. Um, I have really learned that. Like I've been told that analogy time and time again, through all my, my therapist used to say it to me. My husband says it to me all the time. And it's so true. I've really learned that, that if you can't breathe, how are you going to have the energy and the stamina and the mental whereabouts to be able to help somebody else to breathe? And so it's so important to be able to just even taking 15 minutes a week out. That's where I started is I literally started in the bathroom 15 minutes a week with just like going into the bathroom, putting on a meditation and being like, okay, this is my self time. And then from there, it just worked up to where it's like, no, I deserve to go on to a retreat for five days, or I deserve to go get my hair cut somewhere, or I, you know, like, Mm -hmm. it's really worked up to that. It wasn't all of a sudden, I was like, Oh, I can do this now. Like, I really had to slowly work into it. But I when I learned that and that it's okay for me to do that, I feel like I'm a better person. I feel like I'm a better mom, a better wife, a better business owner, a better friend. Like I just feel like I'm better all around when I do take time for myself because then I'm resetting and then I can I can put more intention into my other relationships. Yeah, that's that awareness that needs to be nurtured. And I've probably said this before, but my book was supposed to be called Stunning Awareness. 
instead of the accountability code, because it meant like you had an experience that brought a new version of you to the surface. And you're like, no, I have to act this way now because now I have a deeper understanding. And I feel like you've done such a great job of that. And so that's a really good segue. When you said I started with 15 minutes a day, what would you say to those people who do have a hard time putting themselves first? Like what's two or three things that you, that would help those people? Uh, literally lock yourself in the bathroom. Like if you're just going in there to wash your face, lock the door and set a timer for literally 15 minutes and say, okay, this is what I'm going to do. Instead of me setting a timer, I found, I found a 10 minute meditation. And then after the meditation, I would just take a few deep breaths and I'm like, okay, that's my self time. Start small. It doesn't have to be anything big. Um, but you absolutely deserve to have that time, even if it is 15 minutes of uninterrupted time, even if you have small kids at home, because I know I've had small kids that when you go in the bathroom, that's not your safe space of alone time. Right. Um, so even if it's after they go to bed at night and before you go to bed, just set that time aside for you to say, okay, this is my intentional time for me. Um, and start small. It doesn't have to be big. It absolutely doesn't have to be big. But then yeah. from there, graduate into, okay, this week, it's going to be a half hour of alone time. And then start like really communicate with your significant other. Or if you're a single parent, then communicate with a friend and have have an accountability buddy to back you up on it and say, okay, like I'm going to do an hour of self-care time this week. Can you come help me out with my kids? Or can you come help me with this? Or like reach out to people. Cause I find too, when you have somebody that's going to back you up and be there to support you, it makes it a lot easier to gradually go into more and more time. And it's absolutely okay. Your kids are going to be fine. Like I said, it's going to make you a better person um, because it'll, it'll rejuvenate you and give you a fresher sense of how to go into the next phase of whatever you're doing. So just start small, get an accountability buddy and really really be intentional about that time that you do, whether it's 15 minutes or five hours, be intentional about it. Yeah. I was, I like that you say intentional. Cause I'm like, take 15 minutes, but it better not be scrolling social media, <laughs> you know, yeah. because I teach my clients for self-care. Self-care is the difference between distraction and development. And I feel like awareness will never come if it's a distraction. I mean, other awareness, it's like, oh man, I did it again. Why did I do that? Why did I waste all my time? So that's a good one. Another thing that I thought of too randomly was, you know, when my kids were little, there's the whole one minute of timeout for every year you are. And it's like, as a mom, how old are you? Tell your kids you got timeout. Like, sorry, I got to be in my room <laughs> with, with maybe without my phone for, you know, 35, 40, whatever. So I think that's really important. Um, as a massage therapist, what is your, tell me who the best clients are that would take advantage of all you have to offer and tell me who's not a good fit for you. So really anybody who, um, has the mindset that they need a change, whether that's mentally, physically, emotionally, when you have that client that's just ready, they know that that things in their life aren't in balance. Like I believe in the whole triad of, of health, the mind, body, spirit. 
if your mind is out of place, then your body is going to have aches and pains and your spirit isn't your mental spirit isn't going to be there. Or if your body's out of place, same thing, you can have depression. If like people who suffer a lot of pain, they, they tend to have more suicidal ideations and more depressive moments because they're in constant pain. And so just when you are at that point and you're ready, you have to be ready to want that change, no matter what it is, whether it's massage, whether it's energy work, whether it's a change you're getting ready to make in your life, like that change isn't going to be effective and really fully work if you're not ready for it. So just anybody who's ready for it, the people who are just coming in just to hurry and, and just come in. Like I get it. I work on muscles all the time. That's one of my jobs too. And I'll work on those people that are quick fixes, but most of the time those people don't come back to me because the services I provide are services that you want to keep coming back for and experiencing and, um, and just anybody who's just ready to escape. So, and when I say escape, I mean, just like mentally escape. That's what I provide in my space. You walk into my office and I provide a space where you can mentally escape. And I, as a matter of fact, I had a client the other day tell me, I love coming to you because you let me travel for free. And I was like, what do you mean by that? And she was, you literally take me. She was like, last time I came, you took me to the Bahamas. This time I came, you took me to Ireland. And she's like telling me, you literally make me, let let me travel for free. And I literally feel like I'm in those places when I'm on your table. And so like, just come in with an open mind. If you're ready for an open mind and that shift, and you're, you're ready to let your mind, body, spirit all be in complete holistic balance, then you're the person for me. I still want to help you and work on you. If you need some muscles worked on. I don't do deep tissue. I'm not certified in that, but I'll certainly work on that muscle area that is causing discomfort because that's one of the things too, is you really just, you need to be ready for that. Yeah. I love that. I love that you're so defined too, because it really makes a difference from somebody who's worked with a lot of massage therapists. I used to joke, like I have more chiropractors than I do ex-boyfriends. And uh, now my list of massage therapists is really growing because you're all in different areas. And that's one thing I like to provide to my clients at my retreats. And so knowing, knowing people's intention, knowing what you provide can make all of the difference for, for both parties. So I'm glad that you're really defined on that. So I will link all of your social media stuff in the show notes so people can contact you. If you could have people know you for one thing what would it be? Oh gosh, that's a hard question. I would say, um, just respect, like just respect, um, love, acceptance, respect. That would be the thing is I just, I really, really, you know, my past, I've made some mistakes and I haven't, I wasn't the best person in my past. And I really worked hard to become the person that I am. And through that, I, I just know that everybody deserves to be loved and respected. So that's what I'd like people to know me for is love and respect acceptance. I will accept you and love you and take you in. Um, and so just love and respect and acceptance. I love that. And I love you. Thank you for being on my podcast. This is really great. Well, thank you. I love you. You've really changed my life and I'm just so grateful for you and all that you do. And just for you being here in this world, you're amazing. Oh, thank you. You, you're welcome to tell me anytime you would like. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) All right, guys, we'll see you next week for your next episode of your loving kick in the pants. 
Hey friends, I want to thank you for listening to this episode of Your Loving Kick in the Pants. If you got any value out of this episode, I would love for you to drop me a review or share with a friend what you learned. All right, I'll see you next Wednesday for Your Loving Kick in the Pants.